0: Welcome to another episode of the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Alan Berg, speaker, author, sales trainer, website reviewer, here to help you in your wedding and event business sell more, profit more, and have more fun doing it. Enjoy this episode. Hi, it's Alan Berg with the Wedding Business Solutions Podcast, and today I want to talk about a subject that comes up just all the time which is, should you put pricing on your website? You know, it's a really great question because as consumers, we're always looking for pricing when we look at a website. So it would make sense that our customers are looking for that as well. Uh, As a matter of fact, the survey by WeddingWire had shown that uh, 88% of their couples were looking for a price before they even reached out to you. So it makes sense that putting price there might satisfy some of those people, but then there are the challenges. If you put price on your website, maybe they'll look at the price and then move on without even giving you a chance. But the other side of that is since 88% are looking for price before they reach out to you, maybe not having price is going to make some move on without reaching out to you as well. So there's four basic ways that you could handle price. If it's possible, which for some of you it is and a lot of you it's not, could you just put the pricing there? Like just put all of your pricing out there. What that does is, You put your pricing out there, people know what things cost, they're going to reach out only if it fits in with their budget. So what do you risk losing? Well, you risk losing people that look at the price, and they can't afford it, but they say, hey, let me look around a little more, and they didn't make an inquiry, so now they're going to talk to somebody else. But the truth is, for most of you, you can't put a price because there's just too many variables there. So always acknowledge that they asked about price, but if you can't put the exact numbers you know, that's one, one possibility. If you do put the exact numbers, make sure there are calls to action and make sure you give them the results, not just the services. So nobody's hiring a photo booth because they want a photo booth at their wedding. They're hiring a photo booth because they want something fun for their guests to do when they're not dancing. Uh, Nobody's hiring a photographer because they want a photographer. They're hiring a photographer so that they can look at those pictures for years to come and generations to come can find those pictures and experience that wedding, even though they were never there, maybe not even born yet. So don't sell the stuff, sell the results. And if you put a price, ask for the sale right there, or or certainly ask for the inquiry. The second way to talk about price is to actually not talk about it, which is kind of funny because how are you talking about price? Have pricing information, meaning we would love to give you pricing information because the date and the time and the number of guests and so many variables could affect the price. We would love to find out what's important to you and give you a customized quote just for what you need and nothing you don't. So to get a price quote, fill out this contact form, call us, email us, text us, WhatsApp us, whatever the option is, say to them, here's how you get a quote. So you're being very transparent that you want to give them a quote, but you didn't put any prices yet. The third way, which I wish you would probably not use, but I'm going to tell you what it is, is to do a starting price. And the thing with the starting price is it's the cheapest thing you have. By nature of being the starting price, it's the cheapest thing you have. So if you put out the cheapest thing you have, you're encouraging people who want the cheapest thing you have, which is not what you want. You don't want people to want your cheapest thing. What a starting price would be good for is if there isn't a big range in the pricing. So I have some clients that will put a starting price for each different type of service, as opposed or package instead of the full range starting price. So if you have, I'm just going to pick numbers. If you have prices that go from 1,000 to 2,000, starting at 1,000 is probably fine. But if we have prices that go from 1,000 to 10,000, it's not really good. Not really good because you're encouraging $1,000 inquiries when you really want five and eight and nine and $10,000 inquiries. So don't use a starting price on your website if there's a big range, unless, again, for certain services, you might want to do it. So on my website, I have some pages have full price right there, like a two-hour consultation. The price is right there. I have some that have a range, like for a mastermind day, and I have some that would have a starting price because it might be an hourly. And if it starts with an hour, it could be starts at that. And then I have some pages that don't have pricing. There's no price on my speaking page. And that's on purpose because I get inquiries from groups, associations that have a very limited or sometimes no budget at all And in the conversation, I'm able to show them how I've worked with other organizations and actually can get paid for something where they were thinking I was not going to get paid for. So I want to actually encourage every inquiry, whereas some of you actually don't. The fourth way to talk about price is a price range. It is my favorite way to talk about price and giving numbers because there's a level of transparency there that I want to give you information, but I can't give you exact pricing because I don't have those details. And the way this works very simply is, you can either say we go from here to here or we go from here to here with our most popular being here. So I'll give you for instance a client of mine, a DJ company, he says on his website our DJ prices go from 1250 to 2150 with our most popular package starting at 1650. What did he say? He said this is our range, 1250 to 2150, most popular starting at 1650. It's called framing. And framing is giving them an idea of the boundaries, the borders, if you will, of your pricing, not everybody's pricing. Because everybody's pricing starts lower than yours and goes higher than yours. But what you want to say is this is where we fit. And when you've bought something before, you have an idea of framing. So if you're going to buy a car, you know what cars cost in general. You've bought cars before. Maybe you did a little research. And this car or this dealership or this brand ranges from A to Z, whatever that is. But that's different than all cars, right? Because all cars go from less expensive than you're going to spend to hundreds of thousands and millions of dollars. But you want to find that sweet spot for you. So by doing this, if you put a price range on your site, what you do is you get inquiries from people that think they have a budget within that range. You do risk losing some people who think their budget's lower and might reach into yours. But if you think about it, if you can fill your calendar with people who already know they have a budget that's somewhere in your range, you don't have to try to convince people who think they have a lower budget to spend into yours because they'll likely spend at the bottom of your range, not in the middle or the top. So don't worry about the people that you lose as long as you get more of the right inquiries. And what this does is this gives you a, uh, the framing is giving you this shorter or smaller group of people inquiring which is what you want, but you want that smaller group of people who are inquiring to be more qualified in terms of price. So here's what's happened for a few of my clients. They put price on the website, your number of inquiries goes down. So whether you do a uh, prices are right there or uh, even with a starting price, but again, most of my clients are not doing that because I've told them not to, putting a price range, which is my favorite way to do it, they put the price range on, your inquiries go down. Now that can be scary. And matter of fact, I had somebody who wrote me after one of my master classes. we told the boss that we're gonna get less inquiries, we told her, and it was still scary when we saw the number of inquiries go down. However, what happened is the people reaching out converted to conversations, and in their case as a venue, to tours and to sales better than it was before. So they're tracking from inquiry to sale actually went up three and a half times. Now, before it wasn't really good, so it was starting at a low number, but it went up three and a half times. So by putting price on their website, their sales went up. They had less people to be communicating with, which a lot of people complained to me, Alan, I just don't have time to be emailing all these people and following up with all these people. Right, because so many of them weren't qualified. So putting price on their website did that. I had another client, the same thing, their sales went up by 50% by putting price range on the site. And it's a pretty big range, but that's okay because that range still started higher than a lot of their competitors. And that was their problem was getting a lot of tire kickers. So let me just say this. The worst reason for not putting price on your site is so that your competitors don't find out (laughs) because they already know. They already know they've secret shopped you Or people that have been shopping, you and them have shown them your pricing. So to not put it there because you don't want your competitors to know is the absolute worst reason for not putting price on your website. You're saying, I don't want them to know, so I'm not going to let my real customers know. No, you let them know. I I will tell any of my competitors, not that I think I have any direct competition because I want people to want my results, not results of someone. But I will tell people what I charge because it is what I charge. It's not a problem to tell you. The thing is, I want you to want my results, and then you have to pay my price to get it. And that's why I want you to be selling your results. So we can have a price, tell them the price, either ask for the sale if they can buy it right there. Like I have a shop where you can buy my books. Here's all my books. If you're watching a video, the books behind me here, otherwise shopallenberg.com. My books are there. I have to put a price. You can't buy it there if you don't have a price. So obviously, there are prices there. On my services, I put a price for a two hour consultation, but I don't put for some other things, or I'll put a range. So it depends upon the service depends upon what your goal is. I have a client who was getting three to four hundred inquiries a month, and we knew that a lot of them were just not not for them. We knew it. It, it just there's just too many people reaching out, and it turned out a lot of them ended up ghosting her, and a lot of them, after they saw prices, ended up ghosting her. So what I suggested was let's put pricing on the website to reduce the inquiries. Now, her the owners of the venue didn't want to do that, so instead we put them into her information. Her first response to people is that, which I'll talk about in another podcast, I'm sure. But pricing on the website, it adds a level of transparency. Transparency leads to trust. If you have pricing and good calls to action on your website, so you're saying, here's the range of pricing to get an exact price check availability This is what you do. Call us, email us, contact us. That's a really good way to add transparency and to get better inquiries. That's what people always say to me. Can I just, I want to get better inquiries, not more inquiries. You can't handle, if everybody that reached out to you booked you, you couldn't handle the business. So the goal is let's get people to reach out that you want to do business with, that have a budget to get the results that you can provide. And putting a price range on your site is a really good way to do that.